Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Superficial Magic, the most magical place on the internet. Today, my guest is Natalie Dreyfus. She is an actress extraordinaire. She's a teacher. She's a lover of animal and baby videos and also just babies and animals in general. Yes. I didn't even have to look. Was that was that good? Yeah, but also I'm an aspiring director. Oh my God, shit. I wanted that in there. Should I do it again? No, I like it. Okay, cool. Um, and she, you're not only an aspiring director, you are a director because you, I've seen you work before and you're amazing. I did my, I did direct my first play last year, which was great. Exactly. I didn't know you last year, but. It was before we met. I would have been there. You would have been with bells and whistles on. <laughs> I would have been like, this is the system. best fucking play I've ever seen. Um, okay, so a few things. Um, where to start? Wow. Let's start with yesterday. So yesterday I had a mental breakdown. You were the person who got to hear about it. Um, it was pretty mini. It was, it was mini. I also vented in the Superficial Magic Vibrators group. Join it if you're not in it. Um... I don't know what it was just one of those days I don't want to start off on a negative note but where you just like see an old man like trying to get into his car and he can't and like you start thinking about animals at the pound and you're just like I can't do this life is scary sometimes Mm -hmm. but I think you handled it really beautifully and that's a way that you could remember that day yeah and I didn't well you helped me and I I wanted Ambien and you and Dana would not give it to me because you guys are assholes and I told you not to we're assholes slash good friends (laughs) so I just wanted to like zone out and I couldn't and um also I think while you're on the podcast we can tell what actually happened to make me stop doing Ambien because I've never you were there um let's address that right quick because today's theme of the podcast is going to be letting go of old shit that no longer serves you we're coming up on the new year we're going into stuff where we're going to have to be around our families. Always our, a challenge. We get to be around our families mm-hmm. and we get to be challenged. Um, so I went out with you three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Who cares? Mm-hmm. And I woke up the next day and I was in hysteric. In hysterias? In hysterics. <laughs> and you were just more mortified. Well, I thought I'd been roofied. And I woke up in an outfit I've never seen before. Like, it was mine, but why would I put it on? You know, I... What was it? Like a ski suit? It was just, like, these black pants I never wear. And they're, like, kind of boot cut. Like, they're they're weird. (laughs) (laughs) You put them on when you got home? I I didn't... No, I didn't go out in them. I I put them on when I got home. No. So, I woke up in clothes I did not (laughs) recognize. I went outside to my roommate, and I was like... 
did I make noise when I got home last night? And she was like, are you being sarcastic? And I was like, no. And she was like, you had all the lights on. You were slamming shit. You were like running into things, being crazy. And she was like, and you threw up all night long. I was like, oh my gosh, I got roofied. This is horrible. So I call you to tell you the bad news. And what do you tell me? You may have roofied yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it's you. So tell them what you saw. Well, basically, you were just having a good time. This is a pretty mild story, but like you in your own mind, when you wake up and you don't know what happened, no. obviously, you're going to go to the max. And my, I went to go look at my Lyft driver to be like, maybe this will ring a bell. No idea who... I think I ordered it. I, well, I ha- no, I, I ordered it. it. It was a man named Jesus who was not Hispanic. Oh, yeah, Jesus. I remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was Jesus. So his name is just Jesus, and he's the most terrifying... I'm sure he's very nice. No, he was so sweet. He was like, I'm Jesus. I've got her. It's fine. Oh, my God. Yeah. No. So, okay. So, we were drinking and whatever. And you were like, I'm going to take half an Ambien now because I'm going to go to sleep soon. Okay. And so, you decided to do it at the bar. Not normal. Yeah. And I was like, maybe wait. Right. And you were like, well, no, I'm like leaving right now. Okay. But then when it kicks in, obviously, you're having a good time. Right. So, you want to stay out. And we were with the most gorgeous group of men I've ever seen in my entire life. So, obviously. French Canadian, like, just. Yeah. I wanted to keep going after I relaxed a little bit. Yeah. And you also thought everyone was doing this with you. Yes. You were like, we're all on the same page. And we were like, nope. (laughs) Just you, Bob. Then I caught you, like, a half an hour later reaching to get another one you're like I want more and I was like whoa Mm-mm. whoa whoa no 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 and you're like Meow, and just ate it before I could stop you another half of something okay and I was like okay time to go so we like walked outside and all night you just really wanted to show off your chiropractic skills I can crack necks you guys I just I don't know how I learned it but I can do it it's I mean I've been a client of mm-hmm. your chiropractic practice and, and what do you think yeah and you definitely can crack <laughs> the shit out of some necks so you like really wanted to crack someone's neck and the boys were like hell no mm-hmm. you're out of your mind and you're gonna snap my neck off oh and one of the boys is in a hallmark christmas movie right now that's true it's i just saw him because we all love plug it yeah he's the like hot guy that hot is guy. a ghost hot ghost okay yeah so i he would not let me crack his neck at all no one was gonna do it so then we went outside and there was a group of men out there smoking and I would looked at them and I was like I bet they'd let you crack their neck I was kidding but you were immediately over there and you're like hi I'm Megan (laughs) and they were like yeah Megan anything you want so you cracked all their necks they were all very impressed it like didn't go badly I was terrified I was like she just is killing people yeah she's mm -hmm. gonna murder them and it was fine like they were just like wow I just feel better and then you were like bye and they were like wait Megan we love you like come back (laughs) so then all the French Canadian boys that are like kind are like hey she's clearly fucked up like don't like they were very protective of you oh god they got you in a car with a man named Jesus and felt comfortable I called you on the way home and made sure yeah no everybody was like super cool and yeah it was really not that dramatic and like the boys did not care at all the next day no it was just gets a little loopy I don't think they knew that you roofied yourself right but it's always scary when you don't remember things and you were like I need to stop with this habit and that's where you're letting go of this habit I'm letting go we're trying to support you in that in that even though it's anxiety provoking thank you yeah thank you but you know it is it is I think it's interesting because I want to say this to you today anyway okay yesterday when you were having this like little mini freak out Mm -hmm. a lot of it was just about being really hard on yourself about not doing enough to Mm -hmm. like better yourself 
fast mm-hmm. enough or at the right timeline or whatever the feelings or thoughts were like that's basically like the gist that I was getting and I was just like thinking about it later and like I'm not willing to give up Ambien like I'm not willing to do the things that you're willing to do to like better yourself like Mm -hmm. I feel like you were always like on a 30-day cleanse you're always challenging yourself to like do these things I don't care whether what the result is like you're you always are brave enough to take on things that are anxiety provoking that Mm, like bring up so much emotion and you don't give yourself nearly enough credit for that because it's just it's not something that I would ever touch like that feeling of anxiety Mm. and to be hard on yourself in these moments is you know normal and fine but at the same time like know that people outside are like you're actually very much trying to better yourself at all times like not lazy not not unmotivated you're constantly motivated to better yourself and to like get to the next level and like level up or however you put it for sure and I I, and you like have a podcast about it like you speak about it to the the people that you love you share that with the world like it's a big deal and I I wanted to say that Tuesday anyway so I might as well say here thank you I like the listeners of this podcast have pushed me harder than anything in the world not like they don't they're not like hey grow or anything like that but like, I want your shit together like, <laughs> we're you? stopping listening <laughs> but like I want them to manifest their dreams so badly um and they are but I just feel like I need to like do it for myself too so I know what to be saying yeah, and you do <clears throat> yeah I think you just you're where you're lacking is the credit that you mm. you're willing to give yourself you're really lacking in that area. So, so maybe that's something to look at next year. It's just like, and it's also an exciting thing, like a good thing to look forward to instead of something that's like, you know, you have to give up something or you have to like. You can get something. Yeah, you have to give yourself some shit. Like yeah. You have to give yourself something, which is just the smallest amount of praise. Mm-hmm. Like just this tiny amount. It's not going to slow you down. It's not going to make you like not motivated. I love that. It's very Tony Robbins. And, yeah, motivate yeah. yourself by like just being a and, little gentler and rewarding yourself. Yeah. Um. Somebody posted in the group the other day that I think it was Melissa, but I'm not sure. Um. This woman's blog of how to get stuff done, mm-hmm. and she said you need to open um a notebook, and it needs to be like you can't tear the page out. It needs to be a page that you can prettily, pretty get out, you know, mm-hmm. and then you write what you want to complete. So you will write, I want to write 1,500 words in my novel. And then you put it up where you can see it a little bit and you do just that. You don't write any more words and then you go reward yourself. And then you make another piece of paper and you put it there and then your subconscious mind is like, okay, I'm doing this, gotta. It's very primal. Mm-hmm. It's like a like an experiment with monkeys. Yeah. Like if you do it, you get a treat. Uh-huh. I like that. Me too. So I've been doing that lately. And but you need to be better about your treats. Yeah, my treats need... Well, my treats can't be ambient anymore. So that's yeah. the problem. And it's also just like kindness to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you're so good to your friends. You would never say the things that you say to yourself to me. No, I mean... Ever. No. So it's Not like, to your face. No. <laughs> Definitely not to my face, but not even like to our other friends. No, never, never. You're right. <laughs> You'd have to like hide it in a journal. <laughs> like you wouldn't say it to me. <laughs> But I think, uh, I think that, yeah, I think you could really be served by just a little bit more praise to yourself. So maybe that's something to think about in like the end of this year is just like, 
how is what are you afraid of if you were to be nicer to you like do you mm. think it's gonna slow you down because I really don't you know I don't yeah, that's a great question I don't think it's I gonna unmotivate you or like you know I don't think that you need that like sense of like whipping yourself mm. to move forward yeah you're not that person no. there are people like that for sure I just don't believe you to be one of them I think that you are just hardworking. Yeah. And you want to you want to create. I do. So it's like you don't really need to be so hurtful to yourself when something is not resulting the way that it you want it in that moment or whatever. And I think most of the time you're really good at that. But there are always going to be those times when it's like there's one too many things that are overwhelming you at once. Yes. And there's always those moments where I have that where it's like one too many shitty things are happening. <laughs> Well, you're the master of it because you're an actress. You're a good actress. I was, you are in the new Will and Grace. You are Jack's son's wife. Yeah. I think that means daughter-in-law. Yeah. Daughter-in-law. You're Jack's daughter-in-law. That's legendary, Natalie. It was pretty cool because I love that show. It's so cool. And you're on Nashville and a bunch of other shows. I, yeah, I did a show in Nashville. It's not Nashville. Oh, I mean, yeah. what's it called? It's called Still the King. Um, oh, God. It's with Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> it's a comedy. What's he like? He's so lovely. I have, um, if you look behind you in my apartment, mm-hmm. there is a... Oh my God, there's a candle with Billy Ray Cyrus on it. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yes. That was our Christmas gift. Um and you're like BFF with Miley Cyrus too, which is really intimidating me because I need you all to myself. So no, because oh, she's going to steal you. Yourself. You're like, I'm going to Vegas with Miley. And I'm like, well, why don't you stay here and we'll go to Soup Plantation? To be fair, when I was in Vegas with Miley, what I did was stay in my hotel room and watch Harry Potter. All of them. That was my, that was my Vegas trip. But you know me. That's what I prefer. Right. Billy's lovely. It's a really, it was a really fun show. It's not coming back for the next season. And oh, that no. sucks because I loved the people. But um, I also like like being local. Like I was traveling so much that it was, it's going to be nice this year to be in town, you know? Yeah. And, and it w- would take me away from you. Exactly. And you're so. going to get so – we see each other probably every night. It's gross. It's amazing. It's amazing. But because we live so close mm-hmm. and I, I like finally feel like I have a sense of community and family that like, first of all, I'm excited to see mm-hmm. and also aren't mean ever. Yeah. Like when is that? You know what I mean? Like that's a weird balance. Yes. People who are like really fun usually have a mean bone. Yeah. We're like, I love being around them. They're so fun. But like, you know, you're going to get hurt. At it's, a, it's a little anxiety provoking to hang out with. Yeah, and Some they're of, super yeah. fun and, mm-hmm. like, funny, and you're always down to hang with them because it's, like, a good time. But, like, you're going to probably You're going to get your little feelies hurt a little bit. A little bit, bit somewhere. <laughs> but, like, our crew is not like that. No. Like, we're f- super crazy and fun and, like, You guys, we're so weird. wacky. We're yeah. just wacky. But, like, <laughs> don't have mean bones. That's, yeah. like, what bonds us together is that we're all just, like, nice mm-hmm. all the time and, like, protective of each other and each other's feelings which is so weird it's such a nice thing to find it's so great and I met you in May I just met you like Isn't that crazy? less than a year ago it yeah it feels so much lo- it feels like years ago there's a lot of people um in the group who were talking about trying to find their communities of people that are in the same into the same stuff or exactly what you're mm-hmm. explaining and it took us both so long 
like you're just recently starting to feel this. Mm-hmm. And, and I was born here in the city. Mm-hmm. But I haven't been able to find people that I really connected to that, like I said, I really wanted to be around that I didn't feel like were going to like hurt me. <laughs> You know, like, and when you know, you know. Yeah. Like, I knew that night. I, like, I was just like, I, we were at a bar and I was like, oh, this is my family. How weird. Yeah, it's weird. Like, when you just, you're old enough to know, like, you know, what I like and what I, what's going to work long term. It was mm-hmm. just like, wow. It, it's like when you meet, like, the love of your life and you're like, well, that's, that's that. Well, I felt that way with John Stamos and he's with someone else. So, well, life's long. <laughs> Life is long. We don't know. (laughs) But you will be up for roles that would change your entire fucking life. Like big shit. And you get a lot of big shit. Mm -hmm. You are a very like well-established actress. But you will be like, oh my gosh, I'm up for this role and it's huge. And then you're like, oh, they pick someone else. And you bounce back immediately yeah that's gonna happen a lot in the next few months you'll watch it happen because you haven't known me during like pilot season mm-hmm. and that's my busiest time of year and it's always like someone's handing me a contract for some insane amount of money a week and it's down to me and one other person I have to sign everything mm-hmm. and you see how much you're gonna of, make yeah and I have to go stand in front of Warner Brothers or whatever network it is and audition for them and it's like the 700th time I've done it and they're like oh my god it's you like we love you so much it's you and I'm like it's not (laughs) until it is so stop (laughs) and I I mean you know that's that's called testing and and I've tested for 26 pilots that's insane 26 no's wow and like most people you know seven would be a lot yeah like 26 is actually crazy like when I tell people that they're like no way I'm like no yeah but and doesn't like, your like rate go up every yeah. time you test they're like what's your rate I'm like it's insane like the network see your rate and they're like who are you and I'm like <laughs> literally I would do it for nothing like don't even, like whatever it is I'll take like, I you know and my manager's like shh so okay. in in this town there's pilot season which is um it starts in like February late January through like April and it's like my time of year that's the hardest my birthday is also right there and like everything really condenses for me right there so I have to like take the rest of the year to chill yeah and like be like you've known me in my chill time oh no and like the rest of the like that part is just very difficult because it's so much rejection it's so much disappointment and it always feels like it's that's the one mm-hmm. I mean I've had the one every year and then you know all year long I drive by every billboard of every missed opportunity fuck so it's like and I have to see them on tv and like my latest one was that Amazon series, the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which I was like obsessed with when I you, auditioned yeah, for it because you would be it was perfect like, too. yeah, it was like this. I like I look very Mad Men esque, and like mm-hmm. it was this like it was about the first stand up comedian, female stand up comedian in the fifties, and she's like a, this young mom and this life that she like got kind of stuck in, and she's really talented and ends up doing stand up, and it was so funny. It's really well written. It's like Amy and Dan Palladino from. Gilmore Girls I was just so excited about this and the billboards are everywhere so it's like I haven't watched it because I was I'm too sad about I don't try not to watch those things but like yeah every year it's just like these major heartbreaks that feel like you know my life would have been so different but then I really have to be realistic with how happy I actually am now and Mm. success is so fickle and it's such a it's such a weird thing to think like oh well if I had that show that would equal happy which is not true right I actually am happy now had I gotten that show we don't know 
I know. And that's like, it's really hard to do that because we spend so much time on this couch. And I'm like, <laughs> is that okay? Like, I don't know if um, I'm allowed I, to feel like that's okay. Yeah. And, you know, most of my life is like, I was talking to Rachel, our friend, about this last last night that I feel like um, I like paint invisible. I paint paintings in invisible ink or like in, in disintegrating you know ink or like she was like yeah you like you sculpt in snowmen mm. and like that's your job because the best work I do is in audition rooms and no one will ever oh. know and so I know and like maybe one other person has seen it but like it's so sweet that you say like oh you're such a talented actress like no one really knows that except for the people that are in those rooms because that's basically my job is to go in and show people what I do for 30 seconds and then they decide if I'm worth spending money on and then you have to walk away and know that no one's ever going to know. That's the thing about like life and the new year and all of it. We have to walk away. We yeah. have to like give our best and walk away. And be happy just that it happened. Mm-hmm. Not that anyone's ever going to know or see it or give you praise for it except for you. And like that's it. Like I have to just walk away knowing that I did my best. And if I if that's not enough, then I should do something else with my life. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, there might be some opportunity that comes this year where NBC finally hires me for my own show. And then, you know, all the listeners here or whatever, like, will be like, oh, my gosh, that's that person. That's crazy (laughs) because it'll be some shoot to some sort of notoriety that's different than what I'm used to. But it's also fleeting. I know. You know, it's like that year you're popular and then who knows and and whatever. And it's just, it's just, none of it makes any difference. You have to be really careful with that stuff. You do. As much as like it doesn't mean anything about you when you don't get a job, it doesn't mean anything about you when you do. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're better than you were last year or that you're different. You're the same. You're just doing, you're just having a different experience of your work, you know? Absolutely. And I think that, you know, you like, I don't know, you're just a really good example of it still being okay and you like the process. We're doing the um, artist way right now. Have you ever done it? No, I, I'm going to start doing it. You have to. I can't yeah. believe you haven't done it. This is so you. Is it? Oh my God, it's so you. I it's, know there's I, there's also War of Art, which I've heard I is love great. War of Art. I think that one is, isn't that one like harder on you? It's like, more I, like the, exactly. The war of art is like super like too. Yeah, and it's all, and it's only about writing. So it's just for writers. The artist way is for like moms, dads, oh. anyone who just wants to get in touch with like their inner child and get around their blocks and yeah, all that love shit. That idea. Oh, I love it so much. So, um, we're doing that. Yesterday, I made myself read the chapter. I have not done my morning pages today. As soon as I leave here, I'm going to go do them. And uh, yeah, I. What was the chapter? It was about um, what you do to avoid yourself and expressing yourself. And I did this book about a year ago. And this chapter changed my entire life because one of the things is crazy makers. And it's like, do you surround yourself with crazy makers? Somebody who's constantly just like needing you when you said you're doing something else. They break plans. They're never on time. They're blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, what the fuck, you know? And I had a crazy maker so hard in my life that was like dictating my days. And I realized it was because I was avoiding so. That's a good way to avoid. Mm-hmm. And so that crazy person. Exactly. So I cut that 
out. And then I started, like, I met you and just other non-crazy makers because we're very on time. <laughs> I'm always on time. It's gross. <laughs> I know. I do. It's actually gross. Like, I'm always on time. I hate myself for it. <laughs> like, it's gross because I show up to a party and it's like, well, you said nine so I showed up at 10 30 and I'm still the first person here because I'm so freaking prompt so annoying and I'm just like it's fine I'll candy crush it till everyone else wants to show up so Natalie besides your candy crush obsession Mm -hmm. which is also gross yeah tell us about your therapy session um Okay, I had a really great therapy session, like, based around memories. Okay. And I was kind of nervous about it because I don't I don't really like to subscribe to the idea that, like, if traumatic things happen to you, you just decide that you can rewrite the memory. Mm. Um, and so I was a little bit nervous about it, but that's actually not what it was about. It was about, um, it was about sexual abuse and, like, things that have happened in the business, and that's been such a huge topic in, in our business right now and I've had so much experience with it it's it's you know such a huge part of my life and I don't really know what to do about that like I don't really know where to put that and it's being stirred up a lot because it's at every dinner conversation Mm. and we're bombarded in the news with all of these allegations and you know to many of us it's like yeah of course but it is creating a new conversation and a new atmosphere which is great in many ways Um, But it's stirring up things that I kind of have put away. And um, my therapist actually checked in with me. I hadn't talked to her in a a couple years. And she was just like, I know these things have happened to you. And I want to make sure you're okay. And I want to talk to you about the memories of them. And um, originally she had kind of said something along the lines of like, you are a storyteller. You're very, you know, um, like you're larger than life in a lot of ways, which is wonderful. Except when it comes to like, memories of trauma mm. like that's not going to serve you is like thinking of all the horrible parts of it and then retelling it and over and over again and remember remembering those parts and I was kind of like well, well, well like a little bit offended like okay these things happened I'm not making them up you know and she clarified it when I spoke with her again and she was like tell me one of the stories so we went over a story that happened to me at Fox many years ago I think I was about 23 where I stood up my, for myself when someone was trying to push me to get naked and I knew I didn't have to do it. It was not part of the contract. So I said no. And the producer was shocked. It was like he'd never seen anyone say no before, especially some young girl. And I look so much younger than I am, especially mm. at 23. I looked like I was 16. So um, when I said no, it was this huge deal. And I ended up fighting him for like 15 hours that day. And then I left set. Because I had tried everything. I was very calmly took him aside and just said, as a young woman, you're making me extremely uncomfortable. What do you need from me? What can I do for you other than show you my breasts today? Because that's not going to (laughs) happen. And he was like, I just want to see like the pain in someone's face when they take off their clothes when they don't want to. And I was like, great, shoot my face. Mm. I'll give that to you. Give me a button up shirt. I'll unbutton the first three buttons. And he was like, no. And I was like, then it's not about that. And I'm leaving. And I left. And I got a call from Fox Legal that night because you can't walk off a set. Right. And I was like, well, let me share with you what happened to me today. Mm. And so I was telling her the story. And she was like, well, that's an asshole. And I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm so proud of you 
for the way that you were able to handle that at 23 years old. Yeah. Can that be the memory? Yeah. Can it be the memory of the way that you handled it? Like, is that, can we work on that muscle for you? Of like, instead of this being a thing where you feel weakened by it and afraid that you're going to run into that producer, which I absolutely will because he works all the time um, on everything. Like, I'm totally going to see this person again and I have and it's been terrible. Um, or can it be this thing where of like, even at 23, I knew what to do. Yeah. I will always know what to do. I will always stand up for myself. No one is going to push me around mm-hmm. in this business. And like, can that be the memory? Like, can you shift that muscle and that perspective to the positive? And I loved that so much. And so I've been working on it. I've, for the last seven days, I've written down five positive things that have happened each day. And I've tried to make them very small and very specific, like a parking spot. Yes. Or like I said to you yesterday, I like walked out of the bathroom and got coffee and I saw you and it just like filled me with joy. Aww. And I wrote that down as one of my things because I was like, oh, every time I see her, I just like love her more. Aww. And I was like, I, I wanted to tell you that in a moment where you're feeling like yucky. And I like have been doing that for the last seven days. And I really feel like it has made a huge difference of just like instead of each day being like, oh, I forgot my freaking wallet. And then like, you know, I got drunk and this probably said some stupid thing. I to roofied myself in I front of. I accidentally roofied myself and cracked nets <laughs> in the street. And Jesus took me home. And it's like, you can remember it like that. Yeah. Or you can remember it as like, let's find the strength in this. Let's think we're thinking. Um, yeah. As like, I have people in my life that will never let anything terrible yes. happen to me. And I, once I do something totally insane, we'll be like, okay, let's reassess yeah, the situation. Let's, yeah. Let's change for the better. Mm-hmm. And like, so that muscle is really amazing. And the way that she was talking about it was, and I was telling you this was for moms because moms of young kids, it's so easy to be like, oh, the diaper and you know, I forgot the keys and then this, and then, you know, he was crying or whatever it was. And then if you train them, if you do like a, you know, eight week session with the kids, the kids start to take on that attitude where they'll go to school and they'll look for things to come home and share with you that were Mm. positive. And they'll be like, I was looking for my shares all day. Like, you know, this person gave me a truck and they're like so excited. <laughs> That's an about amazing it. impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's so sweet. I loved that so much. And like, I, I feel like it's been really helpful to just kind of shift that perspective and work on that muscle while things are good. Absolutely. Because when things are hard, it's harder to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and there has been days I had a really bad audition that I really wanted. It was like this amazing show for CBS last week. And I was walking through Sony, which is like a 15 minute walk. And I was in heels and like getting blisters, like walking. And I was just like, I hate this walk of shame out of the thing. Cause like <laughs> I didn't do the, I didn't do what I wanted to do. And like, they mostly go well, this one didn't. And I was just like hobbling out. And then a guy like pulled up in a golf cart and he was like, do you want to ride? Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank mm-hmm. you. I've been looking for my positive thing. Like pulling out my phone to like write him like down uh, as he's <laughs> driving me to my car. And I'm like, thank you. I was looking for a way to make this good. Our brains are plastic. They're changeable. And so that's just a total rewiring of how your pathways, your neural pathways are going to work. Yeah. And I really like, I think it's so hard to be diligent. Yeah. But, and I think one of the things that will happen is kind of what you were saying about crazy makers. You're going to not want to be around people who don't do it. Yeah. So the people that are not positive are going to start falling away from your life Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be around that. Yeah. But that's also a good thing. Like if you are the kind of person that wants to look at the positive and you're with someone that's like, oh my God, 
Yeah. Woe is me in every way. That used to be me so hard. I cannot believe I've somehow shifted into a slightly optimistic person. Well, praise yourself for that. I know. I'm giving myself some credit. Pat on the backs for that. Because it's hard. It's It's a muscle. Oh, my God. I, I taught myself to do it by doing exactly what you're saying. Like, and meditation and all of these things. Um, But, oh, my gosh. What was I going to tell you? What were we... Shoot. We were talking about therapy. Um, I don't remember, but it doesn't matter. Um, Yeah, this is how I shifted everything in my life was just by finding the little things to be grateful for. Um, Also, medication helped a lot. It does help. <laughs> and, oh, this better is what living I... living through chemicals. <laughs> this is what I was going to say. So, um, sometimes it's hard for me because I don't have any trauma that is so specific you know I have trauma of like kids being mean to me at school or my family not understanding who I was but it's not um so isolated like an isolated incident and I think what you're saying what your therapist said would still work for that um but what what stops me my block towards it is then I feel and I know you feel this way too but you feel like you're abandoning that part of yourself a little bit yeah I feel like um like you know that part of me that's like kind of cynical and sarcastic mm-hmm. um and I think that that's fine I just don't want the end of the day to be all about those moments yeah like at the end of the day I want to look back at my day and, and remember the small happy moments that are so easily glossed over yeah the ride to the car by the golf cart man my face your face my face your face again <laughs> The parking spot I got that was like VIP and oh had my God. money in the meter already. And you're just like, that's so easy to forget that. Dana, I bought Dana a um, a psychic reading for her birthday. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she went to the psychic and it, I guess the psychic was kind of weird. And she told Dana that she has a parking angel named Randy. Stop. <laughs> yeah. And that any of us can use Randy anytime we want. So when I, we, I was driving around with Dana to like park somewhere last week and she was like, come on, Randy. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, oh, my God, I haven't told you about Randy. And she like believes in Randy. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that so much. Did it work? Yeah, we found we had we found the best spot. That's amazing. Sorry, my dryer is singing to us. Oh, I thought it was an ice cream truck. No, it's my dryer. Um, That's so cute. I'm I know. I'm going to completely take that. And every time I actually have really good parking karma, I think, because I'm a nice person. Oh, really? Yeah. I I don't I don't know if I have good or bad parking karma. I, I always find a spot. I also Uber everywhere. <laughs> like, oh wait, so I'm a bad weird. person. And I so Natalie rarely. somehow manifested. Can I tell what you manifested for a present once? Sure. A family member paying for everybody's Uber. Yeah. She just all the Uber goes to her. Yeah, she's like the most generous. It's just very sweet. It's like a way of contributing to the rest of the family. So you take an Uber to like your Uber. Yeah. yeah. So I can Uber anywhere. I mean, we really only Uber within like a five block <laughs> radius. So like when I ask her, I'm like, am I Ubering too much? She's like, yours are the cheapest. Yeah. She's used to New York Ubers. And plus she's, very, she's very wealthy. So it's not like the Ubers are dragging her down or anything. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> she, but she definitely loves to contribute to that, to our family by doing that. And then she also gets to like keep track of us. Like she likes oh. to be able to kind of like know that we're good. Like she likes to see that I go back and forth to my boyfriend's house and she's like, Oh, things are good with her. It's oh my like gosh. A way of kind that's... of like 
her note because she always gets like, notified. Uh huh. And so she's like, "Oh, who's Ubering? Oh, okay, mom's going here. Oh, okay, sister's going here. Cousin's going here." That's oh, cute. okay. Why is Natalie going to jail? Yeah. Why so is if Natalie- I Ubered to jail, she would know, <laughs> which is great because she'd probably bail me out. <laughs> she'd be like, "Great, here we go." I happen. Yeah, I would call her and be like, "You have to get Natalie out. I can't." I also would call her just because she's the smartest one. Yeah. So she would definitely just like. Well, I mean, you, smartest. Um, like, I have a lot of really smart things to say, Natalie. You do, but you're not. You're not a cousin <laughs> she, of the family. She's definitely the one that I would call if I needed someone to argue. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Um. What do you think? You don't have. What do you think about manifesting? I have like a different idea about manifesting, I think. Yeah, you I mean, do. I don't, I don't really know exactly what your definition of it is, but I know that like what I don't like mm-hmm. is the idea that there's a version of the future that you know is better than what's now. Mm. I think that's a slippery slope. Interesting. So I, I find that like that positive muscle is manifesting Mm. because you're manifesting your own day. Yeah. Just like the minutia and the mundane of your life can be happy. Yes. And can be meaningful to you. It's just hard. And it takes a lot of like manifesting that work. Yes. And like working on looking at the good when things are hard. And I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And I think, really amazing things can result from that yeah because um, when you feel good you're like in a state of receiving you're in a state of allowing and, and creating and creating and, and yeah. that's exactly yeah that's exactly and you're it. like making more and more things because you feel capable mm-hmm. when I don't feel capable I'm not making anything or when I don't no. feel like if I get into depressive modes like I'm just in bed Netflixing so I need to kind of take care I need to be very gentle with myself because I'm such a sensitive bird so manifesting is a little scary for me when I feel guilt for not wanting something in the right way. And that's mm. why I didn't get it, especially with my job. Absolutely. So like if I feel like, oh, well, if, if you had pictured it harder mm-hmm. or been more specific in your imagery or whatever, then you would have gotten that show. But do, do you like visualize the audition and stuff before you go in? Sometimes. Sometimes I like to congratulate myself before I go in. I've just like, I, I'll be like, fuck yeah, you did a great fucking job. <laughs> Good job, little one. <laughs> and then you go in with that attitude where it's like, it's already done. Mm. Um, that's like a friend of mine, Matt, always tells me that. And I love that. Um, and then like, sometimes I like to picture, there's like, they always print your name and like your character name on your dressing room door. Sometimes I picture that just like what that feels like when you walk up and you're just like honored that they like even did that like you know I know how like the crew works and like someone had to print that and like put that there for you and I just think it's so sweet that they do that I like those little things on set like I always really appreciate those things and I'm very appreciative of everyone's job there so I'm just like that feels like such an honor when that happens or when you have like um like a pass to Warner Brothers and it has your picture on it or something Aww. like that like those are those moments are so few and far between in your career that I'm always so grateful when it's like every job feels like such a miracle so I try to like if before I get the job with something I really want sometimes I'll think about like what it would feel like to see my name on the door you know at Will and Grace I thought that I was just like that would be crazy to see that and then my name like because it was such a huge, it was such a big show for me. It was like Friends and Will and Grace are the reason I do what I do. So the fact that it came back at all and then that I would, I would have an opportunity within the first few episodes to even be on it was just like, 
it was crazy and I got to watch them work which was was awesome I wished that I had more to do on that show and I originally auditioned and I did have more to do so when it got cut down it was very easy to slip into that Mm non-positive thought process of like yeah it kind of sucked though because I originally had all this stuff to do and it was a kind of that episode was kind of about me and then it really switched to being about this kid and I, I really didn't even need to be there like I you know could have easily gotten cut I think the producers just they've worked with me before and they like me so they kept me there for the week but I was kind of bummed that I, I didn't get to do what I love you know really make people laugh and and show that I could do that um, and stand with these people and and you know play with them and like these incredible pros um, I didn't really get a chance to to feel that way um, so it was it would have been easy to look at it and say like I'm bummed about this opportunity but like I got to see my name on the door yes. at the end of the day. Yes, yes, yes. I'm visualizing at night while I'm going to sleep me signing books. Yes. Isn't that, isn't that a good one? It's so good and it's so attainable. And when it does happen, you like, you really appreciate each signature. And you're just like, this is something that I've thought about falling asleep. Exactly. And I, I love what you said because it's not like, I've been really working on this when I'm imagining myself signing books. It's not that I'm any better than I am now or that I feel any better. Like my good feeling in the moment while I'm imagining it is the reward. And if it happens or doesn't, that's okay. But I'm just really choosing to focus on things that would make me the most happy. And I don't get like sad and stressed out. I'm like, that's never going to happen. And blah, 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 which is what visualizing used to do to me, which would make it worse, you know? Um, so it's just like spend some time with, with thoughts that make you super happy. Yeah. I mean, because then they're doing their job. Exactly. In the moment. They just are bringing you that joy and that's wonderful. You can't predict what anything is going to look like or feel like in my experience, it never looks exactly what it, what you thought it would it never feels exactly what you thought it would so I think that like the expectation is is not the point it the point is really to have that joy cultivated now mm-hmm. and bring that joy into what is happening for you now or calming you when you're trying to sleep you know or when you're anxious about where am I in my life am I doing enough like who really would who would ever those. be anxious about that? I mean, I got a Scientology <laughs> pamphlet on my door, and it. Oh my gosh! Will you? Yeah, give give us give us it, some of these. It asks if you're ever anxious. Mm-hmm. So okay, it says if you if you answer yes or no. Okay. To the find out why you're not leading the life you've always wanted. Okay. Great. Do you ever feel exhausted or worn out from the stress of life? No. <laughs> Have you ever experienced self-doubt no. or worry? No. <laughs> In situations where you need to perform. That's amazing. Um, have you ever experienced physical pains or illnesses which leave no obvious cause? No. Crazy. Um, have you ever done something and then thought, that's not really me? <laughs> it's in quotes. And I love it. I'm going to have to say yes to that one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So all of these are just amazing. Do you sometimes feel anxious but don't know why? Are you sometimes in a human body? Do you ever do you ever feel like a human being does? Do you wish you could boost your confidence and ability to reach your goals? How did you score? See reverse. If you've answered yes to four or less questions, aspects of your life are holding you back from realizing your potential. Ugh. So four or less, you still need to go be a Scientologist. Five to eight, 
Painful experiences of your past are having a heavy effect on your everyday life. Nine to ten areas of your life are dictated by previous pain and trauma. And they're severely hindering you from living life we want. Get rid of it. Buy and read Dianetics. <sighs> this is insane. It's so scary. I, I try to be board. accepting of everything, but Scientology is the scariest thing in the whole entire world. And vibrators never come to Los Angeles or if you live in Los Angeles and get sucked into talking to them because... And this area, they're so sweet. Like They're like so sweet. sweet. I know. Like, oh my God, I'm so sorry that you're like... I want to put them in a van and... Rescue. I know. I know. I mean, at least more things are coming out. Mm-hmm. And like, it's becoming such a big conversation here of how crazy it really is. Because that was hush-hush for many years. Yeah. Like, it's, it's good that people are getting out and saying like, wow, this was Wow, bad. that happened. Thanks, Leah Remini. <laughs> this was bad. <laughs> Shit. I'm really glad you and Annie signed on together. <laughs> oh my god. I um my friend actually produces that show. It's amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, but and ironically, me and that same friend, like seven years ago, were driving somewhere and he was like at a stoplight and you know that blue building, the like Scientology building? Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter, but there was a girl running down the stairwell with somebody like chasing her. Mm-mm. Like the outside fire thing. And we both looked at each other and we're like, oh my God, but you can't do anything. Like you can't no. cross the line. They'll like, it, I it's, don't know what they'll do. It's so scary. I, I like eat lunch right there sometimes because there's a restaurant right there that's amazing. And I'll, you can watch crazy Scientology cafe. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and you can't talk about it while you're there because there's probably Scientology yeah. in there. And they were mowing the car, the concrete with like lawnmowers. Like they were practicing. Oh no! And I was like, "Are they, can you look at what's ha-? like?" I was like, "What's?" I was like, "Look what's happening!" Like they're teaching each other mowing right now, but it's like not. There's no grass. It was concrete, and I was like, oh. "Is there any way that I'm wrong, or like, that's not <laughs> what's happening?" And they were like, "No." And then they started like wheeling these giant bins of pillows. There was like forty of them uh-huh. down the street, and I was like, "Bodies in there, a hundred percent for sure." There's not pillows in there. <laughs> There's forty. Haven't of you them. ever seen Annie? That's where she hides. Of course. Like there's a hundred percent bodies in there. There's what is a going little on? Yeah. Like, Annie and Sandy are in that. You're like eating pancakes, freaking out, watching. It's like dinner and a show. I mean, the problem with it is that it does it has a seed of truth, which is like your energy is vibrations of and course. you can raise or lower your vibration like that's true yeah and these are all human experiences that you would obviously say yes to the mm-hmm. feelings because they're human feelings. well I don't have any of them you have no anxiety I'm at just all. like advanced I'm a little bit advanced yeah I mean you've hooked <laughs> up to that like what is the thing like, the, the meter yeah no my, I would break the meter they'd be like you're so anxious we can't even we can't even take your money <laughs> I called an electrolysis me like it actually like removes your hair I would I would be a Scientologist um well Natalie you're just one of my favorite littles Natalie's like four feet tall so it's really cute I'm like a normal size person how tall are you small I'm five two I'm like travel size yeah you're a little pocket person to like most overhead compartments we loved having you here because you're just so honest and sweet and real and I will come on anytime please do um any closing words? I would just say be gentle. Mm. Be nice to yourselves. It's important. We are like very good at 
being hard on ourselves, but being gentle is not super easy. So rewriting kind of traumas and stories that we've been holding on to by focusing on what we did that was good yeah, and like what we did that is strong because a lot of times we've sent a lot of our um, good qualities into the shadow, like our shadow consciousness where we don't even know that it's there anymore like your bravery or your strength and so acknowledge it Mm -hmm. and from that place maybe yeah maybe this new year's it's not about cutting things out it's about adding more of the things we we have yeah and adding some love for ourselves adding some kindness and some positivity I think that's great because we cut things out a lot we're like I can't eat dairy anymore I can't eat gluten anymore I, I can't, can't eat ambient anymore I Ugh. can't eat my pills I can't <laughs> eat beer I can't eat this I can't do this I can't like eat my emotions and it's great and that's amazing for growth but like you also have to add in things where those things were you yeah know? add in some healthy stuff every so time should I eat. add in like Xanax I feel like you should add in more bar method because you love it okay so don't add the Xanax and you also are like constantly in active wear so you might as well yeah that bar. <laughs> <laughs> you guys I, I'm in active wear why are you in jeans? Are you insane? I came from lunch. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I love you, Natalie. I love you, Vibrators. Um, join the Facebook page. Come comment on my emo post from yesterday because everybody was so supportive. And that was fun. Thanks for having me. Okay. Um, bye-bye. This is what you got to do. Ain't no treadmill. No, no, no. Ain't no bicycle. No, no, no. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.